I just want the message to, to be, be out. In, to be in the mm -hmm. limelight, you know, because our youth are suffering, and don't be ashamed, you know, of having those moments where you're not showing this perfect person. Honestly, you know, I talk about this all the time. Whatever you do, make sure you're authentic. Hey everybody, it's Jasmine Bautista on Being Someone That Makes You Happy, and I have Dr. Newsom with me. I wanted to interview her only because, first of all, she is a woman that empowers other women, and second, she has an amazing perspective on entrepreneurship. So hopefully you guys get something from her, and go get her book, <laughs> which I will put down in the description. So first question. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, your background? So, where you came from, where you grew up, all that good stuff. Okay, sure. Um, so, I am from South Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. Um, I was raised by a single mother, and uh, she raised myself and my my younger brother uh, by her by herself. She worked full time. She went to school full time. Got a master's degree, and I grew up watching all this. So, um, so I was definitely fortunate in that respect. Um, I, I actually am also uh, a Grand Canyon student. I, uh, I know I jumped from growing up all the way to graduation from to college, but well, whatever. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there, you know, I don't know exactly what how much detail you want me to go into of my childhood, but it really was great. You know, I was raised as, with a Christian mom and stuff, so I, I feel blessed. Um, but uh, anywho. As a student here at Grand Canyon University, uh, I ended up during my freshman year, well, at the end of my freshman year, beginning of my sophomore year, I got pregnant with my son, my oldest son. A blessing. A blessing, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, but it was hard, you know, and then at that time, you know, this is a private Christian university, so it was a little bit of a taboo to be coming to college at a big pregnant belly, and so I had to deal with some of the um, the stairs. Scarlet letter, and, basically. Absolutely, you know, some of the naysayers mm -hmm. and, you know, how are you doing this and that kind of thing. But um, but I, I pulled through by the by the grace of God, of course. And so um, hopefully that encourages somebody out mm -hmm. there who, you know, might have had a situation similar to that. You can still make it. You can still graduate. You mm -hmm. can still get there um, despite anything that might happen in your life. It's all a mindset to begin Absolutely. with. Absolutely. So. I completely agree. And sometimes when things happen in your life, it helps to propel you forward even mm -hmm. stronger, you know, uh, than before. So I, I definitely look at my son as a, as a true blessing. And I think he has a lot to do with all the things that I have tried to accomplish because I, a lot of it I did for him. Mm -hmm. um, so, anywho, um, so yes, I attended here for undergrad. Uh, I got a master's degree. Um, at the University of Phoenix, and then I came back here for my doctorate at Grand Canyon. If you think about it, if you look back when you were at Grand Canyon University, you would have never thought that you were a professor, you would have done real estate, you would have wrote a book. You'd have, you don't know what could have been, you know? Um, the fact that God gave you that son made you who you are today. Absolutely. And most people don't realize that losing or failing or not taking that opportunity that um, you think was the best, is the reason why um, God does that, basically. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I definitely agree. <clears throat> I was a pre-med student here, and so um, many people would look at that and say, wow, you know, like, 
man, you had a baby, you could have been a doctor, you know? Well, I wasn't a medical doctor, but I ended up getting there. Mm -hmm. I took a different route based on having a son, and I definitely wasn't gonna <laughs> sacrifice spending time with him to go to medical school, um, but I still got there, you know? And like I said, he propelled me to achieve as much as possible based on wanting to care for him and be a good mother to him, and which takes me to getting into real estate. I got my real estate license while I was at, um, as, a, as an undergrad student here at Grand Canyon. Um, as a single mom actually at that point as well so um, I obtained my real estate license and then I opened my vending business and I started vending machines and, that's, and mm -hmm. that's how I started I just immediately got into entrepreneurship because I had that drive to care for my son and you know the jobs that were out there were you know so low I couldn't exactly and that's just God's blessing that's, that's why I said it's a blessing how to be a grown woman how did you even come up with this? Um, looking at other people writing books, I've always asked myself, how do you even say, hey, I'm gonna write a book? Hey, I'm gonna empower other women? Mm -hmm. how, how was that? Like, how did you even think of that? Well, how to get your grown woman on was kinda, well, first of all, it's my language. It's how I talk, it's how I like to communicate, especially um, it's how I communicate to uh, younger adults mm -hmm. or younger, teenagers and preteens um, you know get your grown woman on you know so it's like how to get your grown woman on is a is a book that really came to me while I was pregnant with my first daughter um, and so I was just thinking my goodness I'm like oh my gosh I have two sons and now I have my first daughter so I'm like oh my lord she's coming into this world and it's crazy and I'm nervous and so um, so that's what really gave me the motivation and the thing that. too is that you don't just here in, in school, you don't just connect with women, you always try to help everybody, especially men. You're like, hey, when you're gonna get a girlfriend, do this, do that. <laughs> try to be the best person you can. Yeah. So um, I really do like recommend people go and buy this book, especially for people who are who have their own like sisters or, you know, if you think about it, when you were that age, you were confused. I remember that my mom couldn't really explain to me um, what sex is or or how it is when you're 13 years old mm -hmm. or drugs I had to learn what like for example marijuana was with my friends yeah. and having this book gives them like a step of knowing what's out there like, you don't want your kids to just experience it on their own absolutely so I recommend this book and hopefully you guys can get something good out of it um, but yeah <laughs> no absolutely I, I completely agree um, that is also part of it. It's like I want preteen and teenage girls to be able to understand that, you know what, there are resources out here that can help you. You know, if someone's not talking to you, you know, it, it's, a, it's in a journal-like format so mm -hmm. they can actually journal their thoughts and their and feelings. It, yeah. Exactly. So it's like, it's almost like one of those things where if you have a lot bottled up inside, when you get that release, it's almost like taking that, whew, it's out in the atmosphere, I can deal with it now. You yeah. Know? And, and then even coming back and reading it is just profound. I've seen people like not even realize they wrote certain things, you know, like especially like years afterwards. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Even <laughs> months later, months later, you know, I've had young girls, you know, write a whole bunch of things and how they're feeling at that moment, come back to it three months later and I'm like, wow, what oh my goodness. 
wonder why I said that. Oh, I remember what happened, you know? And so, so and then like what you said, absolutely. Too. And then what you said about parents, um, I think it, it's the twofer, it's a twofer, yeah. you know, because it's like, you know, parents, here's a resource, mm -hmm. you know? It, it, some of those conversations are difficult, you know? It's like, that's my baby. I don't want to talk about <laughs> sex with my baby, you know? But you can use this. Hey, read this. Let me know if you have questions. You, you know what I mean? So it exactly. helps. It helps. Also like with depression, I know that like most people, I remember in middle school, um, there's people who were like cutting themselves and going through all of that stuff and I was trying to be there for them as much as I could and I tried to bring them especially to church but it's really difficult when you're going through it too. For sure. So having that group and that book would benefit a lot of people. Another thing about this book, what would be another challenge that if anybody out there trying to write their own book, um, what were some challenges you went through? Um, as far as writing a book, I would say being sure that you stay in alignment with, with your true cause or your message okay. of the book and being authentic. Um, I think it's really, really important for, honestly, you know, I talk about this all the time. Whatever you do, make sure you're authentic. You mm -hmm. know? Um, as long as you start the book and you know exactly where you're going, sometimes it does take a life of its own, you mm -hmm. know, as you're getting into some of these harder topics. But ensure that you're being true to yourself and don't let someone else tell you, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, don't write this yeah. or don't yeah, do Yeah, don't do that. That's, yeah. you know, you don't want to talk about that. Because someone might really need mm -hmm. to hear that, you know? And, and don't be ashamed, you know, of having those moments where you're not showing this perfect person. I actually, I mean, even on social media and stuff, you know, I remember it took so long for me to actually put the book out or, you know, like put pictures on it because I'm like, oh, it's probably not good enough. Yeah. You or know, yeah. people are going to just see you They're going to judge me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. People are going to judge me because I'm saying that, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I was a single mom and I'm, you know, <laughs> I was in college and got pregnant and, you know, I'm not this perfect lady, you mm -hmm. know. So, but you know what? You can't, you cannot worry about that. You have to do what the Lord puts on your heart to do and be true to yourself. And that's one thing I struggled as well. Like uh, starting my own brand, be something that makes you happy. Mm -hmm. I was scared of being judged because I'm not always happy. Right. You know, like we all go through our ups and downs, mm -hmm. but I wanted to demonstrate people that you can be happy by doing something that you're passionate about, sure. but you're not gonna have good days all the time. Exactly. So I saw something on your Instagram, April 18, 2019. Mm -hmm. Davis wrote an article about your book. How was that? Knowing that someone wrote an article about you and going on the news? Uh, well, it, it was exciting. Mm -hmm. You know, it was exciting. Um, it was very humbling. Uh, I really and truly appreciated the, you know, the awareness that they were bringing because I feel that as much as much as people want to be like, oh, I want to be in the limelight. I, I really don't want to be in the limelight. I, I just want the message to, to be, be out. In, to be in the mm -hmm. limelight, you know, because our youth are suffering. You know, there are so many things. Even in, in Arizona, marijuana use is so rampant in our young adults, mm -hmm. um, and not, not even young adults. Our preteen, like our elementary school age kids, you know, because of these wax pens and all the things that are out there, it's like it's my cool goodness, right now. it's it's so cool, and it's 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 like. Before it was a taboo, you know, you actually felt like, okay, you know, this is not good. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you're not supposed to do drugs, you know, say no to drugs and, you know, but now it's like, well, marijuana is from the earth and it's okay. And, exactly. And it's like, this stuff that they have out here nowadays is extremely potent and it has very high levels of THC and children's brains are not mature mm -hmm. or fully developed until they're 25 years of age. So using marijuana 
at these younger ages can take them into a, a state of psychosis. And that's scary. I have, I'm the oldest of five, and I know that my little brother is going through that stage where he doesn't care what we say. Mm -hmm. It's more the, the fact that he wants to be cool and he knows what's best. Mm -hmm. And his, I know his friends are like poking yeah. him and saying, hey, do you want to try this? Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm scared because I struggled through that. Like I, You probably struggled that, through that as well. And, it's difficult when your friends, the people that you're always with, are yeah. doing that. Yeah, for sure. Peer pressure is very, very, um, it's just it's just one of those things that kids always deal with. And mm -hmm. it's how they handle it that determines how they're going to move forward successfully. Even as, as an adult. adult. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. How, I know that you got into real estate um, once you found out you're pregnant, uh, but can you talk about that? How was it that you got into it? Like, how did the opportunity come to you? Well, to be honest with you, when I, after I got pregnant, mm -hmm. um, you know, I had my, my son and the vending business mainly was like so that I could have an additional stream of income mm -hmm. to support us in case anything happened with my job kind of thing. Entrepreneur um, from the start. <laughs> hey, where your mind goes when you start having kids, it's like, oh man, what if this job fires me or anything happens, I have extra money where we're okay until I can find another job. So. But um, as far as real estate is concerned, my grandfather is actually my broker. Okay. And so um, I got my real estate license to help him with like, you know, everything went on the computer and he's still more okay. old school. And so I was like, okay, grandpa, I'll <laughs> come and help you. And believe it or not, I actually really did not like real estate at first. And I never applied myself was that? in the beginning. I just, I felt like I'm like not a salesperson. Oh, I'm not, okay. I don't want to do sales. I'm not a salesperson. Okay. Um, maybe five or so years into it, maybe more like eight, seven or eight years into it actually, um, I found a niche, something okay. just clicked and I'm like, I'm not a salesperson. <laughs> like I can, like, I actually really like this. I, I'm helping people, like they tell me what they need and I give it to them. I'm not selling them, I don't have to tell them what they want, they know what they want, mm -hmm. I just go find it. And with that, I felt like I was more like a customer service representative than a salesperson. Exactly. So it's like, see a need, feel a need kind of thing. And How did you become so charismatic too? Was that like with time or? I think I, I think I'm my mom's baby. Because my mom, every time people meet my mom, they're like, you act just like your mama. I'm like, okay. So I don't know. I think it's just my personality. I I think so too. I remember coming into like your class and I was like, whoa, I can't, I want to be like that. And the thing is that like you're very outgoing in a very positive way where you make all of us actually engage and try to become better. And that's the type of charismatic that I like because most people who are charismatic are just trying to be silly in the sense of like, oh, like me, like me, like me. But you're charismatic for us to kind of like join in and be on that same level as you, if that makes sense. Oh, so. how sweet. <laughs> I'll pay you later. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's the difference between selling now than it was when you first started? Um, I, I think mainly it's me learning who I am. Okay. And really understanding that what I, understanding what my role is for the client. And so um, before, I don't really think I, I quite understood that. You know, okay. I was still trying to find myself. I was a young girl, you know, I'm in my early 20s, you know, and so I'm like, man, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not a salesperson. <laughs> I'm not a salesperson. I don't want this. 
Uh, but, and then people are not all that nice sometimes either, you know, because everybody's not, you know, like yeah. wanting to joke and be bubbly, you know, they're like, they oh. want to take everything serious. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't like this. Sounds like we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, but I mean, as I found who I am and who I want it to be, mm -hmm. um, I think I kind of stepped into the role of, this is me, I'm Crystal, I am, you know, I, I want to help people. And, and that's where you get more yeah. people to actually work with you is when you're yourself and not trying to pretend like you're something else. Right, I agree with that. If you can go back um, when, you're, when you first started, what advice would you give yourself? I would say, the only thing would be to slow down maybe. <laughs> no, I was, Man, I was like full-time school, full-time work, vending 22 machines, selling real estate. Like I was going, 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 going. The thing is that you you had a you were you were, you had a kid basically. Mm -hmm, sure. So I think that that's what made you go so fast True. is that you were trying to provide as much as you can for him. So. I was. He was my yeah. He definitely was my motivation, my boo boo. That's what my mom says for us too. <laughs> okay, so how, so how did you become a GCU professor? Um, you know, it's so funny. Um, one of the, um, I actually applied for a job here, matter mm -hmm. of fact, um, just to teach, you know, just to teach a class. You know, I just, I have a love for teaching, but I make my income elsewhere. <laughs> so, um, so I was like, I'm just gonna apply for the job and I can just go and teach a class and you know, just to talk Your to hobby, the students. Basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I went in there and by the time we, um, cause they called me in for an interview and I came in for the interview and they're like, you know what? I messed something up and the job's actually already been filled. They're like, wow. wait, but we need to find you somewhere in here to go somewhere. <laughs> we gotta find a class for you, you know? Like, hold on, you have some experience here everywhere in business. <laughs> we gotta find you a class. So they're like, okay, look at this syllabus. Do you think you like this? I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> so that's kind of how it worked out. They were really, really sweet and awesome. Was this your first class? In the, um, this ENT? is the only class I've ever taught wow. here. Yep. So you were like the one who actually helped them develop the uh, curriculum? I guess, I guess to a certain extent based on, um, you know, just offering feedback and stuff. But mainly, no, they, you know, I think I just kind of made it my own and rolled with I even it. tell people, so I have friends who are like in nursing and like different um, majors and I tell them like you should take your class. Aww. Only because no matter if you're not in business or whatever your, your major is, mm -hmm. you need some kind of form to network. That's true. And I was like, you know, she, she'll teach you like, especially digital marketing. Mm -hmm. um, most people don't see social media that way. And I'm just like mind blown because as a business major, I'm just like, there's opportunity here, here and here. And even if you sell peanut butter, you need some digital markets. It's true. So, and it's like really cheap and easy to do. It is, once you learn, huh? It's crazy, huh? That's why I tell you. I know this sounds like common sense, however. <laughs> I know you do this all the time, but. Um, so, what advice would you give to anybody who isn't happy? Especially if um, what they're doing like isn't giving them that satisfaction that gives you in life. Well, that's, that question's kind of tough because the only reason I would say it's kind of tough is because it really depends on the, the place they're at in their lives. So for instance, when I was younger and I was a single mom, you know, I had a job that wasn't really fulfilling me, you know, mm -hmm. uh, per se. But I was providing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But I had to provide for my son. So, um, so I would, what I would definitely say in life as a whole is to ensure that you are looking at 
everything the Lord has blessed you with in your life as opposed to focusing on the things that you don't have. If you look at what you have compared to what you don't have, it helps you to be so much more positive. Um, I see people saying, well, you know, I don't have a this and I don't have a that, and I don't, but then they don't think about, wow, but look at what you have, you're so blessed, you know? And I, I think it kind of, it uplifts us and it helps us to manage those tough days because it's like, wow, but I've been blessed with this and that and this and that, and then it makes you more positive. One thing too, um, I remember before I started going to college, I was like, really upset because my parents didn't have the money to help me go to school and um, having two years going into college a lot of students kind of don't really care if they get like bad grades or they lose their scholarship and I just remember like wow you're like blessed and you're just letting all of that go and I think it's like a perspective if you like um, one thing that got stuck in my head was I was listening to a podcast that Oprah was talking mm. and she says that every day she has a journal just for gratefulness. She wakes up and says three to five things of what she's grateful. Oh, I had a good night's sleep or today I'm going to see my friend. And she said that changed my perspective because we get so stuck in what's going on today and what we wanted to like happen that we forget to be grateful. So true. And that that's how I became more kind and always trying to help others mm -hmm. is by realizing that what we have is because it's given to us. Right. We so. don't yeah, we don't deserve anything that no, we have. No, we definitely don't. No. God is so good all by himself. Oh my goodness. So, yeah, but I do completely agree with that. Every single morning when I take my kids to school, we sing, we, um, I wake my kids up, I told you this in class, I wake my kids up to, Damani, money, oh, yeah. funny, banana, fana, fo <laughs> you know, because I, you know, I sing and I'm like, I'm pumped. I wish my mom yeah. could do that, <laughs> to be honest. But it's, you know, like, that. that's how I wake my kids up because, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, to me, when I wake up and I see my babies there and they're healthy and they're breathing and, you know, they're safe from harm, I feel like no matter what else goes right or wrong today, I we feel like I'm so blessed, you know? And so we go, I'm like, all right, kids, have a blessed day at school. I'm like, all right, today is the day that the <laughs> Lord has made. We shall what? And all the kids are like, rejoice and be glad in it. We do that every morning. That's awesome. So yeah, I'm like, we're rejoicing. I don't care what's going, light bill ain't <laughs> water's off. Um, food is a little scarce. <laughs> hey, we are rejoicing and thanking the Lord that we are safe and we are up. I wish I, I'm going to be like that with my kids, yeah. especially because like waking up that way, it just changes your life. I'm not, I'm not even like, it does. being a Christian, I'm grateful for like my parents giving me the opportunity because I was able to find him. And I don't know, I feel like life wouldn't be as fun and, and yeah. You don't have control, so yeah. I would get anxiety all the time. <laughs> yeah, really? You know, that's why I take the smallest things, I turn them into, my husband always says, you turned everything into an adventure. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go pick my mama. We're going to go drive all the way to Mesa, go get shaved eyes. Then we might catch a movie, then we're going to come back. And, you know, I just, I make life an adventure because, hey. That's the best way here. to live. Yeah, you got it. The last thing I want to get is, how do you balance your professional life to your personal life. Even as a college student, um, it's hard. Work, um, school, my personal life, boyfriends and all that good stuff. It's, it's like, what do I pick? What do I do? I don't want to mess up. So what advice would you give? Well, um, 
one thing that I always, I, what I love to do is make lists. Okay. I love making lists because, especially when I have a lot going on. So for instance, it's finals yeah. time now. <laughs> so look, she's like, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's finals. So <laughs> what I would do is I would prioritize. Okay. okay. I would pro prioritize the things that are due now. I would make a list based on those priorities. Uh, and then I would start getting them done. And as I as I accomplish those tasks, I would check them off. Mm. It makes me, it, it gives you that feeling of satisfaction that you've completed you've something. It, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it, it's, it's also, it's like right now your, your shoulders are like this and then it's like, check. You're like, uh, <sighs> yeah. Check. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's that, yeah. that bit of relief there, you know? Um, but I do think that um, in making your priorities though, you do have to ensure that you're always making sure you have time for the Lord for meditation time, prayer time. For family. Your, yes, your personal prayer time, your family time, because those things are so important. And that is one thing that I would never sacrifice for all the nine million jobs that I have, the halfway house, the book, mm -hmm. the real estate, the school, the, you know, teaching everything. I would never sacrifice my family, my children, or the Lord, you know? So we have to be priori prioritizing our lives. The reason why I wanted to ask you is because your daughter called when oh, we were in yeah. class and <laughs> she, was like, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, hey mom, do we have track today? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, no, it's next Thursday. Yeah. And then she was like, dad said that we have it today. And I wanted to call you and I was like, how does she know? Yeah, <laughs> you really. got a million things going on. How do you, how do you even balance that? Yeah. yeah. I know that I said that was the last one, but I have one more question. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, I always ask this people, especially when they're entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. what's your, should people go to college if they want to become an entrepreneur? Mm -hmm. <laughs> now that's a loaded question there, <laughs> especially since I'm a college professor. Okay. That's why I wanted so, to ask you is because yeah. everybody has their own opinion, mm -hmm. especially when they work in it. I agree. And a lot of people say that you don't need to go to college mm -hmm. in order to be an entrepreneur because you don't. But what's your opinion? But, <laughs> however, no. Um, you know what, honestly, I think it's, I think it really and truly depends on the person because mm. some people have a hard time with, um, you know, with uh, college or the school setting. And so for those types of people, uh, you know, there are alternative ways to gain education. You know, real estate school is a, is a great school to go to because it teaches you the business aspect of selling and buying homes and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And then once so you go in, you, you practice it. You learn it. and yeah. you practice it and that kind of thing. You know, so there are so many technical schools that you can go to to, to get an education. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that I don't think it's a great idea to go to college. I want all of my children to get an education, mm -hmm. you know. Um, however, like I said, it, it, it really depends on the person. And I don't think that, I don't think it's fair to people to put a blanket answer, mm -hmm. you know, over it because everyone is different. Yeah. yeah, and and people can be successful by way, by yeah. going or not going. So. Yeah, um, one thing too was before I went to business, I was doing neuroscience and I remember like I was dreading it because it's 12 years for you to become a neurologist. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, it's 12 years until I actually make a good living. Mm -hmm. But then when I go into business, it's the same perspective. Um, and people don't realize that being successful doesn't come overnight. True. You know, those 12 years that I was going to take to become a doctor, mm -hmm. it's the same 12 years that's going to take me to be as successful in anything I want to be. True. And people just pick business or whatever major, not because they're passionate, but rather because of the money. Mm -hmm. And you know, you can make $70,000 like selling peanut butter or whatever you want, Smurfs. True. And um, that's why I asked that question is because 
I believe that networking and growing and knowing who you are, mm -hmm. can you can gain all of that in college. And, and everybody has their own life and their own choices. Well, I do agree. I agree with that as far as being in college, the atmosphere does help to, mm -hmm. you know, to grow you up as a, as a young adult, you know. So I think that that does help. It's different than going to a technical school when you True. actually have the experience. So with college, it does come the experience. So that might probably Depends. push it up a little yeah. bit. So. <laughs> but <laughs> I agree. Um, is there anything else you would want to share um, before we end this? Um, well, honestly, the only thing that I would like to say to all my lovely Jasmine's <laughs> audience is that well, first off, let me thank you for even asking me to do this interview because I think it's wonderful what you're doing. Um, but what I would like to say to you all is that in order to be happy, the best thing you can do is be true to yourself, have that higher power, take your time to have that relationship and build that relationship with God because He will bring you through anything you could potentially go through. I'm telling you, I'm talking about the worst thing that you could possibly think could happen. The, the worst thing you could even imagine. God will take you through and He will take you through with a peace in your spirit and a joy in your heart. And you can be happy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Before we do, I do want to give you a share. Um, I just said it might be someone that makes you happy. Um, anybody that I interview, I try to give them something and hopefully... Um, this is just a memory of like 2019. Yay! Thank, thank you, you so much. much. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, remember, be someone that makes you happy and go get her book. Yay! How to get your grown woman on. There you go. <laughs>